What's up, everybody? It is Casey with Two Worlds Podcast, and with me as always, it's the Polly to my Rocky Balboa. It's Jake. How you doing, buddy? Um, I'm good. I, I was gonna do a Rocky line, but I'm not. I'm not Rocky. So what does Polly say? I mean, he's just he's the he's the drunken buffoon that you know will be like ah rocky you know and then rocky's well, like okay. i mean it kind of fits <laughs> there we go <laughs> you know rocky's like i could i could do it paulie and paulie's like ah oh, you can't you know it's just that all the time that that's just not that's not us because i always believe in you thanks man <laughs> <laughs> anyway we've got a lot of stuff this week yeah we we don't need to be going down any tangents so let's get right in it um, we're going to but we don't need to i know I think I've, I may have one or two more, so I'll start yeah, us you, off. You, you do. So Marvel is going to be doing a Moon Knight anthology series. I'm actually pretty excited for this, um, just because I've, I've been all in on Moon Knight lately, except for the trailer. Trailer was kind of a letdown. I guess we can talk about that here in a second. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Jonathan Hickman and Chris Bocciolo are for sure going to be a part of this, as well as others, but those two are for sure. So, Casey, does Hickman writing Moon Knight interest you at all? I mean, I don't know. Like, I like Hickman, but there are times where he just takes, like, a, a detour and it goes straight up his own butt. And <laughs> it's like, I mean, I'm assuming it's great if you've read every single comic he's ever written. Cause then he wants it all to connect that way. And that gets, gets old. So, you know, I mean, it might be really, really good. So I'm hoping it will be. Yeah. And my, my one concern for you as the moon Knight fan that I like a little bit more grounded, I have a feeling he's going to get weird. Yeah. I, you know, I just want one of these creative teams to just give us a superhero story and not focus on the crazy, but I just don't think it's going to happen. So is this going to be kind of like how DC does the books where it's like 15 stories in one or like, is it just, you know, how, what is this going to be like? I think it's going to be like a black, white and red. Oh, okay, cool. So give me like three creators that you'd want to see on it, you know, whether it be artists or writers. Oh, uh, Chuck Dixon, because he I, wrote the best yeah. night, but that's not going to happen. Um. This one probably won't happen either, but Warren Ellis wrote a pretty good Moon Knight. I wouldn't mind him coming back. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Donny Cates. Let's see what he can do with Moon Knight. Right on. But well, anyway, he... real quick. Yeah. The trailer. To... Did you like it? I thought it looked fine. I'm not a Moon Knight fan. It really kind of gave me vibes of Lemire's run, which I actually did enjoy and you didn't. So, you know. Yeah. And you were, you were let down. Yeah, I mean, I here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something, and you're gonna want to be like, but but I'm gonna butt myself, okay? Okay. Moon Knight, like Mark Spector, was like uh, you know a military. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Where you get paid to do something? A mercenary. Thank you. He gets left for dead outside of Conchu's like temple or pyramid, whatever. And then, you know, gives himself to Kanchu, gets resurrected as the fist of, uh, of Kanchu. This trailer, we get for some reason a British accent <laughs> and just some guy who like gets made fun of or something like that. And then one scene of him in costume. So probably what we saw in the trailer was one personality 
and we'll probably get another personality that went through all that stuff that I said for his origin. But if you want to like kick someone's teeth out with a trailer, you go with the mercenary stuff, not the British nerdy stuff. Just, it just, just didn't one, grab me. It just didn't one, grab me. One thing though, and this is just like, you know, with as far as trailers go, it's like you want like you want the big reveal of the Moon Knight thing, but you don't want the other reveal. You kind of want people to go into us going, oh yeah, he's some, you know, people that don't know the character. Yeah, he's just some kind of nerdy museum guy. Like, oh, this will be interesting. Then it starts off with him being like left for dead in Egypt or whatever, you know, and then people like this isn't what I signed up for at all. Aghast, you know, like that type right. of thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I've enjoyed every Disney Plus series they put out. So I'm probably going to like this one too. Uh, but again, you're right because they're not making this show for me. They're making it for average shows. They're going to be like, oh, you know, gasp. This isn't what I signed up for. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stick it out. It's just trailer I didn't think was great. Yeah. How do you feel if it does start off with him being the museum guy, but then it's like slowly revealed, which is like what they seem to like to do throughout, you know, multiple episodes that he started off as the mercenary Mark and all this other stuff, like three episodes in, it's kind of going more and more back since that's kind of what they do anymore with storytelling. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably fine. Uh, you know, I just, I don't want it to be the, where the split personality is the focus. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what they do. I'm probably right. not going to get what I want, but we'll see. No, probably not. <laughs> so give it a, a rating out of 10, just really quick, and we'll we'll leave it, you know, the trailer. The trailer? Uh yeah. six. Okay. So I figured you'd be lower because I'm I was bad at a probably a seven. Like, I mean, I thought it looked fine, but it if you're at a seven, then I'll change my answer to five. All right, because yeah, I mean it's like it's one of those things where it's like this is pretty neat. Like the Moon Knight costume looks cool, but it does. It does. It's you know, I mean, but I'm also not a Moon Knight, Moon Knight fanboy, so like you know, none of, none of that was like, oh, I'm so hyped for this, you know, museum stuff. You know, like that's not doing it for me. So yeah. All right, so we got uh, some set photos from, and like even a little bit of video from Batgirl. Um, it's supposed to just Brandon Fraser walking. So if you've never seen that before, you know, you're in for a treat. He's in street clothes, too. So you don't see anything, really. <laughs> but people are freaking out about it. And, you know, like if that's one thing. Like I also saw a thing where people are saying, oh, you get Michael Keaton as Batman pictures. I didn't see them. I looked for it. But when I clicked that link and then like tried to look for other spots, everything was coming up like not found. So I don't know if it was just like, you know, to lure me in or if it was just you know them making stuff up right uh yeah i don't have anything to add to that it's it's him walking i hope yeah. the show's good because <laughs> i like sorry movie <laughs> i want it to be good anyway but i especially want it to be good because i want him to succeed <laughs> and yeah, i know that like, he's just the bad guy but still yeah like i'm not rooting for his character but like as an actor i want him to be just like i want him to be default levels just great as far right. as the villain so people go like holy crap firefly is the best dc villain which it's not like that hard to do right now <laughs> yeah but you know no i feel you okay well keeping on with moon knight this is a bit of sad news 
Moon Knight star Gaspard Uliel uh, tragically died in a skiing accident this week. He was 37 years old. Um, unfortunate. I saw that. That who did he play? Is there any? Oh, it was uh, it's like Midnight Man or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know, but anyway. Um, and then we got uh, now, and I I say I say this with with a lot of. Uh, well, I'll say excitement. We got a teaser of a teaser for the Prime Lord of the Rings show. And mostly what it did was give us a release date, which is September 2nd of this year. Um, but the cool thing is that did you happen to catch it at all? I didn't watch it, but I was like, yeah, we're going to talk about this for sure. OK, so if you watch it, you think, wow, pretty neat effects they weren't it was practical and i thought that was awesome they actually had like a like a carved or laser cut thing where it said the the name of the show and then they actually poured like like molten metal or whatever into it for for those effects and i thought that was awesome (laughs) that is incredible anyway very excited glad we got a release date how excited are you for this show um man it's hard i mean you know lord of the rings is my thing so it's hard not to just be to the moon with excitement i i just i need it to be good i've heard a couple things that make me think they don't understand the source material but we'll see i gotcha okay so i have a couple little bit of like two batman things one's just silly and the other one's kind of like whatever but the batman's uh length has been officially released it's coming in at 258 so just under three hours gonna be one of the longest running or longest superhero movies i mean yeah it's it should be like i mean i'm less interested still seeing it because i don't want to sit there for 30 minutes or three hours of seeing robert pattinson stare at the camera like this And showing no personality because that's the, their cool way of doing Bruce Wayne. But it's still, I mean, I think Paul Dano's Riddler is going to be really cool. And it also makes me go, I can watch as many trailers as I want because there's no way I'm going to get all three hours of the movie into those trailers. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still excited for it. I want it to be good. Like it could drag or it could be like the Snyder cut where at the end of four hours, I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that I have a feeling it's going to drag some because it and it kind of should because it's a detective style movie. Those mm-hmm. things just drag. That's kind of part of it because there's the parts where they're trying to find stuff out and all this other stuff. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, and then the other like the ridiculous thing starting today. Little Caesars is doing a Batman tie-in calzone. It's shaped like a bat, sort of like a bat that's like like the person that was making it was like, I really don't know what a bat looks like. <laughs> like, no, I've totally seen a bat before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, like if you're if you can Google it, it looks am- amazing. I like I want to eat it so badly. You're going to you're going to eat that for, you know, like the day of the movie comes out. No, 
You should get some uh, bat calzones for the shop. Nah, that's all right. You You know, one of my favorite memes, I'm sure you've seen it. It's like, Little Caesars, it's hot and ready. Someone says, well, is it good? Like, it's hot (laughs) and it's ready. (laughs) See, like, uh, Brie always gives me crap about it because she's like, oh, it's so gross. I absolutely love Little Caesars. And I have a dog just pushing my door open. So give me one sec. You can talk about whatever. Sure. I don't know. I don't think it's that great, honestly. Like if we're if we're ranking pizza places, uh, Little Caesars is not high up there. I know that there's a big convenience factor when it comes to Little Caesars, but outside of the convenience factor, it is not my favorite place. I mean, I get that, but I don't know. I like as far like a lot of it's childhood because I don't remember if you remember Kmart and how they had the Little Caesars in there. Sure, that was the bomb and the crazy bread so dang good <laughs> and so like you know i've always loved it since then and like when i was like extra fat casey um they had the bacon wrap pizza which was their deep dish pizza wrapped in bacon and bacon and pepperoni on top i smashed that thing and just like i was like i may die tonight like i felt my heart <laughs> tighten and oh it was oh. terrible so will you be getting a calzone? I'm like, I'm on the fence about it. Cause like I, you know, I bought a bunch of groceries from Aldi. I'm like, you know, like I'm really, so I have like a pretty strict diet going right now. X amount of calories. I'm like, if I eat the calzone all by itself, that's like my calories for like a day and a half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. So Casey, I, apparently this has been talked about for a while. I just heard about it today. But did you know there's a King of the Hill revival in the works? Like, it's it's so, so. I mean, there's been some, like, new stuff that kind of came out here recently about it. Like, Mike Judge is like, I would love to do it. He doesn't own the rights. And And so, like, he started his, something's caught in my throat. I guess talking about King of the Hill makes me very sad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll, I'll talk about what I saw. So, um... They've got like somebody else attached to it. Um, So Greg Daniels and Mike Judge, they're like the creators. And then they're they're teaming up to form a new animation company called Bandera Entertainment, along with former YouTube head of originals, Dustin Davis. And uh, I guess that guy's also working on Netflix's Space Force. Uh, Yeah, Mike Judge and Greg Daniels both are. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, um, and they said basically it's still not 100%, but uh, they're a little bit closer than where they were a while back. So we'll see. And like the whole premise too is they're going to age them all up if it Mm -hmm. does happen. And like the downside is we're going to lose Luann and lucky which losing lucky isn't that big of a deal but losing luann is because she had some of the better lines yeah so yeah i i absolutely love that show i think it's hilarious especially now that we're a little bit older um but anyway you know if it if it happens i just want it to be funny yeah there really quick there was one joke um from king hill because i was re-watching it and i was watching it one day and the girlfriend was asleep and where she was living at the time she had a loft, you know, like it was like, it was loft 
apartment. So I was downstairs. She was upstairs in the lot, you know, in her bed, half asleep. I was watching King of the Hill and like Lucky had to get something done. Like he wanted to get a job or something. And Hank's like, well, you need your social security card. He's like, I don't got one of them social cards. <laughs> and so then and Brie heard that she started laughing. And then, like, so now it's like at any time King of the Hills reference, she just goes, I don't got one of them social cards. <laughs> You should get her to, to just binge the whole show with you. Oh, she could not do that. I don't think I could binge at all. Like it's it's <laughs> over several several weeks and months time for me. Yeah, fair enough. All right, so we talked recently, like weeks or months, maybe a couple months now, about uh, Black Adam spinoff, and some more rumors came out about this. It's going to be Hawkman. If it happens, it'll be Hawkman and Hawkgirl. It's going to, you know, it's supposedly in development at wb but like being in development could just be like them saying let's do this but there's not actually you know no wheels are moving the movie's supposed to explore their origins and have different incarnations of them across time as the hawk man fan you hyped her not hyped her you just kind of eh. um i'll be more hyped if it actually happens I think yeah. that that character deserves a little spotlight because he's been through it over the years in more ways than one. So it would be cool. That would also mean that we get a comic series again. Um, so we'll see. I think of all the, the characters that are going to pop up in that or are supposed to, Hawkman is the most likely to get a spinoff. There's one other one that I think is more likely that also has a bigger actor. And that's another one of your favorite. It's Dr. Fate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can see like a justice society thing, but I don't see them doing a solo fate. I, I see them doing that. And I, I could see it going one of two ways. It could be him with uh, Khalid and just having that like old and young type thing going on or just a Dr. Fate movie, kind of like Dr. Strange, you know, but yeah, like my one my one problem with believing this is like how you mentioned, oh, we could get another Hawkman series. They've tried they try a Hawkman series all the time, and then now Warner Brothers is like, you know, that knows that they had DC has trouble selling Hawkman's like, let's do a movie. Like right. I, that's my one thing where I'm like, I don't know about this, but I, I know it'd be better than like what Twister? That's another one of the characters they're using. Now, to be fair. To be fair, uh, this last Hawkman series that we got went on for a lot longer than I thought it was going to. True. And people seem to still really be digging it by the end. So I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. Yeah, it's just the, I don't know. I think it must be markability with him, which is weird because as a kid, I gravitated to him big time, mostly because he had a weird bird face. But... <laughs> but like yeah. you know i mean i just think they can't they don't know how to market him like i really think that has to be it because he's been around for forever people like he should be more recognized than what he is but it's just like they're just like no he's not we don't know what to do it's because they they took his continuity over the years and just destroyed it mm-hmm. and that is a real shame it shouldn't that's, be that difficult, really. No. But, I mean, that's that's one of the pluses from what I've heard from you say and Vendetti say himself with what he did with his run. 
So yeah, just wait and for the next guy to come in and ruin it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So say they do this movie, they could do they could do two movies, which they would want to do anyways, right? First movie, do Carter Hall, and then the second movie, go total 180, do Katar, and do a sci-fi Hawkworld thing. Like, one of them will stick with whoever's going to see those movies, right? Like, if you didn't like one, you could like the other, because it's pretty different. I'll say this, I don't see that working at all. People would be like, this is a different one? I don't understand. I'm not seeing this. This doesn't make any sense. Water Brothers doing the stuff they always do. You know? <laughs> like, it's... Like, as a comic... Like, if this was just... If their audience was just, you know, Hawkman fans, I think what you're saying would work 100%. <laughs> yeah. And hey, in the comments, let us know if you side with me or Jake. Because if you guys are like, no, I I would 100% see the K, you know, the K Tar and the Carter because I think it would both be really interesting. And they're like, no, Casey's much more executive minded than Jake. It well, he is. The thing is, is <laughs> is DC has spent half the time doing one and half the time doing the other. So at this point, like people like aspects of both. So they're and if they're gonna do different. Uh, you, you even said in your note that they would like to focus on different periods of time. Yeah, so, so can, I mean... They can do that with the different Hawkmen. Yeah, they could do that with one movie, but then just trying to do one movie over here with Carter, one over here with Katar, it needs to be more kind of like, I think, Justice League uh, United, where it was like, it showed, you know, they would go back in their past and it was like Carter, crazy old Carter was actually Katar, you know, that type of thing. Right. Like, I think or, that would work. Or what if they just did like a show on HBO Max? I think it, I think what I'm spinning here would work better as a show. Yeah, do season by season where like yep. each season it's a different version. I think that'd mm. be cool. It's like have to be like six episodes probably though. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. do more than that. See, we we worked it out. We yeah, came together we did. for we, that. We figured, we figured something out. We need Discovery to contact us, not Warner yep. Brothers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Moving along. Uh, so Defenders is getting a... I'm, I'm just going to say a new comic series. It said Defenders will return in summer of 2022. Uh, but let's be real. They're just going to slap a new number one on it. Um, no idea who the creative team is. We just know that it's going to be coming back. So I don't know if it's going to be Al Ewing and uh, yeah, Rodriguez, I think maybe on the arm, yeah. but uh, I don't know. I hope Any not. Interest to you? No, I mean, like might be, it just depends on the team. Like the thing with the defenders, is it really does with that team. It's like, who's on it. And then also who's going to be writing it. Like if you go, it's, you know, all of your favorites, but Al Ewing's writing. I'll be like, oh, so it's Guardians of the Galaxy all over again. I'm good. But <laughs> but if you're like, oh, it's these characters you've never heard of, but it's being written by, you know, Brian well, K. Vaughn, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to read it. <laughs> I think they should go with the original Defenders team. Bring them back. Yeah, my, I mean, that's fine. I mean, I, I loved Fractions run that was so weird and out there that had like surfer strange um like surfer after a while prince of orphans was there for a bit like all of these different you know like black cat like all crazy stuff it was fun <laughs> good art too yeah 
Okay, my last bit of news. I don't know if you saw this, but it's kind of like exciting, but kind of like really just frustrating because I don't have Apple TV, but I'm going to get it now. But Apple TV is going to be making a MonsterVerse show. Uh, Legendary was like, well, we need to make a TV show. And Apple TV is like, we'll do it because they're trying to get more content, basically. And it's going to like from the way it sounds, it sounds like it's going to take place between Godzilla 2014 and Godzilla King of the Monsters. and like not a lot a lot is known it's like it's going to follow a family and how like oh well it turns out we actually have ties to monarch you know that type of thing like surprise type you know whatever right um chris black of star trek enterprise is going to be is the co-creator and executive producer and showrunner and matt fraction is another executive producer i'm assuming he's going to have writing duties on it too then because it's like no offense in that fraction but like who's going to get him just to be an executive producer when you have that mind to write also you know so <laughs> yeah so like that I'm, I'm pretty excited about it like the last couple of uh godzilla related tv shows i've seen i wasn't super hot on so i'm hoping this one's better like i didn't like singular point and i did not like uh the other two other three animes that came out so i'm hoping even though this is not an anime hoping i'm digging this I hope you do too. I I would not have expected Matt Fraction, but yeah, that does it, make it more enticing. I mean, like I should have known that he was because I knew he kind of knew he was a Godzilla fan, but it's still not. He's not one that I would have put in as far as like being an executive producer on a TV show. But I remember when he was still active on Twitter, he he was the reason why I came up with uh, when me and uh, Brianna were living together our Godzilla party mm, and yeah because he had a Godzilla party for his kids where or his kid you know like they built all these you know uh cardboard skyscrapers and they just all destroyed him and stuff and like the picture was like him like an army uniform smoking a cigar over the destruction <laughs> <laughs> that's great all right uh I will cap off the news with some comic stuff so I'll, I'll dish them out and then you just tell me if you think it's neat and if you'll read it or not. All right. Sounds good. So we've got a spider punk five issue mini coming in April. That will be by Cody Ziegler and Justin Mason with Olivier Coipel doing the covers. No, I Ziegler stuff has been like kind of the weakest stuff in this amazing Spider-Man. And then it's also just spider punk from the little bit I read of the spider, you know, verse stuff when Dan Slott was writing, I was still getting it that I didn't care. So, I mean, I'm not going to care about this. So yeah. What about you? No, I mean, I don't know who the character is. And if I'm going to read a Spider-Man book, it's not going to be that one. It'll be silk. It will be silk has (laughs) been silk. (laughs) And hopefully a new spider Gwen series eventually. Yeah. All right, and then next we've got uh, Captain America Zero in April, which will then spin off into two series. Uh, That'll be Captain America, the Sentinel of Liberty, which will have Steve. That'll be by Colin Kelly, Jackson Lanzig, and Carmen Carnero. And then the other one is Captain America's Symbol of Truth with Sam, and that'll be by... Toki Onyabuchi and R.B. Silva. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Sam went back to Falcon, correct? And then he went back 
to Cap? Like, probably when that... Yeah. Okay, did he just go back to Cap, like, recently with that whole, um, like, Road to America or whatever, where it was, like, all the Captain Americas together? Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm not really interested in either. I haven't really read a Captain America story that's really gripped me, you know, since Ed Brubaker. So, you know, I, it's like, I think I kind of got spoiled on Captain America because it's just like, oh yeah, every, that, this was up here. And now everything else is like, oh, in this area, I don't, it's just like, I would rather read the stuff up here. The two best Captain America stories ever were Death of Cap and Winter Soldier, both done by Brubaker and nothing, nothing's come anywhere close to that since. Yeah. And not even and, not even Mark Wade and Chris Samney could keep me on a cat book. <laughs> no. So like to me, Captain America's always been kind of like I don't want to say boring, but like just not that interesting for me personally. And you know, it's just it's not getting better. And it's like unless you're unless you're right, you're writing the stuff around him is so good, like the Brubaker stuff it's hard to like kind of draw me in with cap and that's the same goes for Falcon. It's, or, you know, Sam cap. Cause it's just, you know, yeah. Just not into it. All right. Uh, and then the last bit is going to be uh, DC related. And this isn't like new series stuff or anything, but it's me really rolling my eyes here. So I want to yeah. get your take on it too. <sighs> so DC is canceling the justice league title at issue number 75 and they're going to be doing a death of the justice league for the 30th anniversary of the death of superman now not that long ago philip kennedy johnson denied that that was happening but joshua williamson claims that it is real and it will have major impacts on the dc universe going forward and, and claims it is that everything they've been doing has been leading up to his Justice League incarnate and what they're doing with that. So it's like, okay, are we, are we doing like a 5G thing again? You know, is, uh, is like Yara going to take over and Jonathan Kent and someone else for Bruce? Like, but I mean, but that's like Arthur Curry's gone too. Um, I guess maybe how like who I don't even know who's on the Justice League. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I know this is one of them. Uh, but anyway, what what are your thoughts on all this? I think it's a dumb event book. I'm not interested at all. I mean, like I might read it just just for this pod, but other than that, I wouldn't really buy it. I would just probably read spoilers online because there's just nothing about this that in, you know interests me. Like the the death of stuff. It was like super cool when it happened to Superman the first time, but anymore, I'm just like, I don't care. And uh, Philip Kenny Johnson, the tweet that I saw recently, I was trying to look for it when you were talking, but I couldn't find it in time. But um, apparently, like, someone asked, like, how's this going to affect action comics? Like, oh, we've all worked around this. Like, we know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know. I'm just really, really not interested in it. And I just, I think it's a waste of time. So comment down below if you think we should read this and we will. But if, you know, you say don't read it, spare your sanity. We won't. <laughs> uh, but as, we know you as, guys love to hear us complain. Though. <laughs> as a comic book shop owner, are you excited? 
just not as a fan, just as a comic book shop and owner. No, because here's the thing. I can already visualize in my head which customers are going to come in and just complain about this the entire time that it's happening. You know, mm-hmm. they they read these comics for these characters that they're killing off and, you know, but the, the hashtag not my insert character is going to be happening a lot. And I, I just... I'm annoyed already and it's not even happening. So, yeah. Like, okay. So, part of me thinks it's like what they're trying to say is going to happen. Like, you know, them all dying or whatever. I don't think it's going to, I, part of me just goes, that's not going to happen. Like, it's all, you know, it's just them kind of like blowing smoke and we aren't going to get the 5G stuff. I think they might introduce, like, because we still haven't gotten that speedster in the main universe because they were they were in a separate universe you know they haven't even shown up in this universe yet that type of thing so we might have like a couple issues where they pop up and like some of the other characters that were in the justice league from the future you know future state but then it's gonna because like wonder woman her caskets up front and center you know and she's not dead like she was in you know she's continued on in future state superman still alive during future state and like even the way greater future stuff so yeah here's something else i just thought of that would make it even more annoying wonder woman like you've you know it because i've been reading it and telling you about it she just came back because everyone thought she was dead but she was off doing that norse stuff and jumping through like alternate fun dimensions it would be so lame if like Oh, she, now she's actually dead, guys. Like Steve Trevor has to go to therapy now because yeah. he thought she died, then she didn't, then she died. Yeah. I so, don't know. Yeah. So, so do you think that uh, that they're just gonna let Philip Kennedy Johnson like do his own thing? That's their workaround, or I think they're doing that for all of them because, like, with Green Lantern, I have a feeling they're not gonna be like, okay, so you know how you've been doing all of this specific things for john in this series we're killing him because that's the only he's the only green lantern that's not at the funeral and there's a green lantern casket so he's the one in there it's like we're killing him i guess you gotta write about hal buddy you know oh he doesn't want to do that (laughs) (laughs) so that tells me you know yeah in this book they might be dead but action comics is gonna stay the same green lantern is gonna stay the same i have a feeling flash might change i wouldn't be surprised if they changed that but i think jeremy adams will kind of put whoever he, you know he wants in flash like he could probably introduce this other character along with wally and have them both together because i don't think wally would be the one that would die it'd probably be barry so I, and barry's still missing so that might be part of it but they might all just end up getting missing too and you know we don't we don't really know yet one plus is i like williamson so like that's that's the one thing that's got me got me like williamson he's had some stuff where i didn't love it but he's never really steered me wrong as far you know like to the point where like oh joshua williamson more like Moshua filiamson you know so got him never (laughs) never once said that about him (laughs) nobody has (laughs) (laughs) Just watch our listeners are just gonna bombard him with that on Twitter. So, oh yeah. Why do they I... keep calling me Moshua Williamson? <laughs> I hate it. 
that, that's definitely something our <sighs> listeners would do. But anyway, that is the end of the news. So now we're going to take our ad break, and then we'll be back to talk about the hefty stack of comics that we read this week. So we'll be right back. Hefty, hefty. Welcome back, folks. Um, We just honestly mostly talked about Pokemon on our ad break over on YouTube. So if you... Some, uh, uh, you know, I almost said study guide. Some, uh, what you call it? Prima study guide or Prima strategy guide. Strategy guide. But also I'm glad I you tell, said study uh, guide too. I, I tell a mildly embarrassing story from my youth uh, involving those. So if you'd like to hear it, go check feel, it out. feel like it'd be relatable for the uh, listeners though. Yeah. I mean, we're all nerds here. Yeah. I mean, he, he went, I think Jake went the extra step as a kid but it's like we've all wanted to be that you know be that prepared yeah so uh if you if you do want to check that out it's two worlds podcast on youtube uh but anyways casey let's get into the comics we read i'll get the the timer set but what did you read this week okay so i read Batgirls number two superman son of cal l six of seven every time i read this i always want to say son of krypton i'm like i know that's not right (laughs) um green lantern number 10 power rangers number 15 silver surfer rebirth number one black manta five of six dark ages number four shang chi number seven hulk number three devil's reign x-men number one the devil's reign superior four number one Batman, The Knight, 1 of 10. Catwoman, 39. The Thing, number 3. The Death of Doctor Strange, Bloodstone, number 1. Blue and Gold, 5 of 8. DC DC versus Vampires, 3 of 12. Primordial, number 5. Silk, number 1. Thor, number 20. Maze Book, number 5. And Daredevil, Woman Without Fear, number one. I feel like our hour's <laughs> up already. I know, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah. And mine is almost as bad, but we've got Aquaman, The Becoming, five. Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, number three. Moon Knight, number seven. Wonder Woman, 783. Icon and a Rocket, number five. Suicide Squad, King Shark, number five. Nightwing 88, Death of Doctor Strange Bloodstone, uh, Maze Book number five, Primordial number five, Silk number one, Batman the Knight number one, DC versus Vampires number three, Daredevil Woman Without Fear number one, Blue and Gold number five, Catwoman number 39, and Thor number 20. And I did read the thing, I just don't have it in this stack. Okay, so really quick, I will start. And with Batgirls, this is by Becky Cloonan and um, Will Conrad. I think that's his name. And who does the art? I'll kind of find it. Um, Jorge Corona. Jorge Corona um, does the art. And yeah, the art's really nice in this. I don't remember what Jake rated it. Did you give like an eight? Yeah, it was it was decently high. Yeah, I liked it. I think it's just pretty cool. Interesting seeing where it goes. A little too chatty at times it's like oh yeah let's over explain everything when it's not really necessary but i like the way stephanie's written i like the way barbara is written very much like the hen mother you know type of thing i think it's i think it works i think it's fun if you want a good fun book you should read it i'm gonna give a 7.5 out of 10 i didn't like it as much as shake did all right 
Aquaman the Becoming, number five. It's written by Brandon Thomas, and art is done by Paul Pelletier and Diego Olortegui. Very sorry about that. Um, this issue is fine. We get some bonding between Jackson and his sister, and we get some background info on their messed up family situation. Uh, meanwhile, there's a big plot in regards to the big unification between uh, the Atlanteans and the, is it Zebel or something like that? Zebel? Uh, anyway, they find out what that is and Jackson goes off to see if he can stop their plan. So uh, it was totally fine. This it's it's not as strong as it was in the beginning. It's kind of gone downhill a little bit for me. So I'm I'm gonna give it a six out of ten. The worst part about that series is like I like Jackson okay, but like by himself he's like fine. With Aquaman, the two of them are just like outrageous together. Like it's so great. <laughs> I wish they just keep those two together for the full series. It'd be so much better. Well, we keep seeing this prelude to Aquaman, so I hope yeah. that that's what we're leading to, unless they kill this, them all off. I hope it's the same creative team, too, personally, because yeah. it's just, that'd be awesome. All right, so I'm going to jump on to Superman, Son of Kal-El. I'll kind of lump these two together, because it's both they're both Tom Taylor and... Um, oh, no, we got di- two different creative teams. Great. So it's Tom Taylor on number six with um, John Timms on the art. I'm really not feeling this book. It's just kind of like, oh, it's one of those things where like Tom Taylor's like, oh, my new created character has got to be great. And so like everyone loves him. Like Damien's like, ha, hey, you're here. And you know, like they kind of talk and like he's like, oh, he's really good at investigating. Like, oh, Lois is here now too. She's investigating it for some reason now. Didn't know about it before, but now she is. And then like Damien's like, hey, John, happy for you, bud. Like, it's just like, have you, like, I know you've written him and like deceased, but have you ever read Damien, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I just wasn't super hot on, hot on this. And, you know, it wasn't my favorite. I'm going to give this like a, probably a four out of 10. And then this was the one when I saw this cover, I was like, oh boy, it's going to be pretty rough ski. And, I was thinking about this today. So this is uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El, number seven, and by Tom Taylor with a different artist. And I got to find the names. Um, uh, Cian Torme on the art. And it's like, oh, I'm going to show them my sort of terrorist group that we're going to be hanging out. Like, oh, we want the truth. And like, they're like in this big boat and they're probably they might i mean like i'm assuming they're going to do some terrorist activities i don't know for sure but <laughs> that's where my mind automatically goes it's like we're gr- like you know greenpeace is like no we're doing stuff to save the animals it doesn't matter if we're murdering you know fishermen whatever but um it's so, like this giant monster starts attacking and john kind of shows up and then he goes down below and he's like oh its home was just destroyed. It doesn't know what it's doing. And then the bad guys show up and they start, you know, pretending to be superheroes and they start attacking it and the monster kills one of the heroes, the fake heroes. And it's like, I was thinking about this. My problem with Tom Taylor's way of doing political stuff in comics is 
the care his main characters are just always right like that's how you talk about with his nightwing it's just like oh no my characters know everything because they're the ones i'm writing as myself you know like they're me basically and they know everything they know how to fix the problems and they're fixing it it's no actual growth from them they can't go like oh i did something wrong it's no no everyone else did i'm perfect and i'm thinking that's that must be what i don't like about his politics in the comics like i think i finally worked it out with that what why it annoys me so yeah that that issue wasn't very good so i'm yeah i'm at probably about three and i'm done with this it's not this is not the last thing you're gonna hear me saying i'm done with a series this this go around (laughs) all right uh kate bishop hawkeye number three it's written by marik nykamp and art by enid balam this book's fine i i don't know if i will keep going with it if weeks remain as heavy as they are just because it's like i mean it's just her trying to figure out this thing while also rekindling uh, a relationship with her sister it's this book tries to be quirky and i think it falls flat most of the time the only thing that i really like about it uh is really just the dog <laughs> and that's not a good that, reason to pick it up <laughs> so uh yeah i don't know if i'll continue with it i mean it's fine but it's like a five out of ten just just because i'm reading it because i liked the show a lot and i think that's probably why they cranked it out like that yeah okay so speaking of books we're dropping green lantern number 10 by jeffrey thorne and um we got crisscross uh, Juan Castro and Marco Santucci on the art. And yeah, you have like John still dealing with his godlike powers. And then like it cuts, I got, you know, it goes to the other side of the issue where it's Joe and Simon dealing with like this weird, um, oh, guardian that's, you know, all evil and whatnot. And yeah, I just, I was not into it. I was so bored. I really couldn't get through it. I just hated it. And yeah, so it's a one out of 10 for me. <laughs> one out of 10. That's funny. Yeah. I don't know. Like I've not enjoyed this series. Since no, you haven't. I, I, I think I said like four issues back. I can't believe you're still getting this. So yeah. And it's, I think the only reason now it's very similar to you. It's like this gigantic stack of comics. It's like, I need to get rid of some of these and mm-hmm. This one that I do not enjoy is going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next is Moon Knight, number seven. It's written by Jed McKay and art by Federico Sabatini. Uh, the guest artist is still really solid. This issue is them hunting down people that work with Zodiac to try and figure out what his game plan is and what the deal is. Um. And then it turns out, uh, spoiler alert, that um, Tigra is only here because Black Panther sent her there to watch out for him for the Avengers. So that's probably going to cause some friction whenever Moon Knight finds out about it. Uh, And then the issue ends with Zodiac... uh, tracks down mark's therapist and is probably gonna like kill her or something yeah. i had to guess so hopefully moon knight gets there in time but 
still really liking this book. It's an eight out of 10 for me. Are you sad that your uh, SS Moon Knight and Tigra ship is going down? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. It'll probably be the, well, I was here for the Avengers, but now I'm here for you. <laughs> you know, and Mar- we'll see. Then, then Moon Knight's going to be like, are you talking about Mark Moon Knight or, you know, one of his other <laughs> Stephen Grant or Jake? <laughs> yeah. All right. So next for me is Power Rangers number 15. And this has got Ryan Parrott writing and illustrated by Francisco Moratini and Marco Renna. This is really cool. Just really stupid. Really cool. Like, I don't know what's going on. You got, you know, like there's an ultra Omega Zord. Like it's these, two, you know, multiple Power Rangers and they all just like combine to make this super space Mega Zord. And then they fight the things and, you know crazy stuff happens like it's one of those things where it's like i don't know really what's going on but boy is it cool and i'm all about it so i'm gonna give an 8.5 out of 10 i'm glad i picked this up and i'm dropping on green lantern (laughs) (laughs) okay next for me is wonder woman 783 it's written by michael conrad and becky clunan with marcio takara on the art and Dr. Psycho is use, I, mind-controlling somebody that they claim is the Shining Knight. So, Casey, Marcio Takara drawing the Shining Knight. You know how much I enjoyed this that's, issue, right? That's, like, got to be, you know, one of your top ten weird things for him to draw that you would love to see. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, I want to show you a panel from it. Just look at it. Doesn't he wow. look amazing? Mm-hmm. Um, but Wonder Woman at one point is like, this can't really be Sir Justin under the helmet, but he never confirms or denies it. So that makes me think that it's not really Sir Justin. And I'm curious who it is. But Dude, Shiny Knight's one of those ones that have such weird continuity after Grant Morrison messed with them. <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely true. Uh, but anyway, then more of the like duplicate glass wonder women show up and um shining knight works with wonder woman to take them all out he's like we'll resume our our chivalrous one-on-one duel after these people that are interfering are taken care of so like he has characteristics of a knight i just still don't think it's him it'd be funny since they're all glass wonder woman if he accidentally hits wonder woman he's like oh sorry y'all look the same Um, but yeah anyway it's super cool um we'll see what happens next i think hippolyta or hippolyta. yeah sorry hippolyta uh, meets one of these wonder women so now it's starting to bleed over into more of the, the amazonian stuff as well but uh it's really cool i love it nine out of ten nice man Okay, so next up for me is going to be Silver Surfer. This is by Ron Mars and Ron Lim. So it's a couple of Rons. A couple of your favorite Rons there, bud. I mean, I like Ron Ron Mars. I don't know Ron Lim, really. I mean, I like, I'm like. i enjoying the art. I yeah, wouldn't have ever do. been able to place him. He, he did a lot of Thunderstrike Thor stuff. Oh, really? Like, See, yeah. I, it's one of those names where like, I do not recognize it, but I like it. But... This book is just, it's very much, this is not in continuity. You know, you get some different stuff going on and it's, it's, 
it's odd. I don't know what the heck is going on. Why Captain Marvel's really shown up, or why he did show up. You know, he's he's not quite in it after the little bit that he's in. But it's interesting. It's just to me, it's not good enough to want to keep reading. Like that's the one downside. Like if you were, you know, if like you had someone in your shop go, come in and be like, hey, is this any good? You'd be like, yeah, it's, it's good, and it is. But with a stack of, I think I said twenty three books. I can cut the fat and just say it's not good enough for that, but it's perfectly fine. I'm going to give it a five out of 10. Is there lots of silver surfer and captain Marvel, or is it mostly one? Um, I'd say it's mostly silver surfer. You get like, so it starts off. Um, Janice Vell shows up and like, it's like early Janice Vell, like the earlier than I've ever seen him. Janice Vell type of, you know, early Janice Vell. And they talk for a bit and then they, go through this thing and like Janice turns into Marvel and then him and him and Surfer are teaming up and like Surfer does not know what's going on because you know Marvel's dead and then it ends with Thanos showing up basically okay I'm, I'm asking because when people ask me I'll be able to tell them now <laughs> yeah I mean and yeah people come into your shop and they're like oh I, I like Silver Surfer I, you know, you'd be like yeah you'd more than likely really like this because Ron Mars the worst you can say about him is like the story's not great, you know, not great. Like as far as his character work, he nine times out of 10 nails it. So yeah. Good. All right. Next is icon and rocket. Um, Come on. I just have the the page up. It's written by Reginald Hudland and Leon chills and pencils by Doug Braithwaite. Um, So essentially rocket has been like skipping school so they're making her go to school and in the hallway she runs into both static and her ex-boyfriend that convinced her to break into icon's house in the first issue and static is being a grade a doucher being like hey i know you're rocket but i'm static we should like hang out and just being like really like forward and just so out of character i hated it yeah i hate it it was just creepy and not like him at all he's not like that um so then this other guy comes up and he's just like hey i'm new to the school can you show me around and he's like a handsome guy so she goes with him he convinces her to skip the rest of the day of school and goes with him to his lake house and boom turns out he's the shape-shifting alien that's been trying to kill icon for centuries and that's how it ends and uh he takes her belt that like gives her some of her abilities so uh yeah like the stuff outside of static was fine but that left such a bad taste in my mouth that it really soured the book as a whole. Like when you get that on the cover, I was all sorts of excited. Yeah. Um, but man, it was such a letdown. So I'm going to give it a four out of 10. Dang. That's probably your lowest for any of the milestone books so far, huh? Yep. All right. So next up for me is black Manta five of six. And this is by Chuck 
for the love of God, Casey, please stop calling me Charlie Brown and <laughs> Valentine de Landro on the art. I enjoy the art, the story itself. I'm just kind of like so, so on it's, you know, dealing with some weird Atlantean stuff. And then like we deal with his sidekick in this and his sidekick is way too quippy. And then like he gets, he has, he's forced to work with the bad guy. Cause you know, the bad guy stabbed his sidekick. I was like, I can remote do this, you know, anytime, blah, blah, blah. If you pull this out, she'll die. So come with me and work with me. And then like he goes and then she's like, take it out of me. And so then they do. So it's like, oh, okay. So him working with him now is pointless. Okay. I got it. So it was just, it was kind of lame all in all, but one more issue. It, I'm not hating as much as I hated, you know, the last mini series I read. I'll say that when we're talking about the most okay books ever, when we're doing our awards, this one should have been nominated. I didn't think about it because it's just that okay. So I'm going to give it a four out of 10. Okay. Uh, next up for me is Suicide Squad King Shark number five. It's written by Tim Seeley and art is done by Scott Collins. Um, this issue was fine. It wasn't as fun as previous issues because it's five out of six and they're trying to wrap up some story stuff. But, um, but yeah, it's about to be the human champion versus King Shark and defacer feels bad so she tells king shark that she's been sleeping with the the human guy and you know telling him all of king shark's weaknesses so there's a bit of a blowout but then the fight happens and in the middle of the fight defacer realizes that she's always relied on some guy to like you know develop a personality around or rely on so she's like f that I'm going to be my own person and shows up in the stands and cheers for King shark. And that's enough for King shark to overcome the human guy. And he wins the fight. But then it turns out that uh, the human champion isn't really the human champion. He takes off his uh, he's been wearing like a bandana around his eyes the whole time. So he takes that off and there's like some weird goopy stuff. And uh, turns out he's been the host for something this entire time. And we'll find out what that is in the finale next issue. It's going to be that same thing Tamaki wrote about in Detective Comics. It's going like, <laughs> to it's like this will be guest written by Tamaki. Yeah, <laughs> that would, I would hate that so much. <laughs> uh, but anyway. This this was fine. It just wasn't like as fun as the rest of them. And that's yeah. why I'm reading this. So I'm going to give it a six out of ten. All right, so next up for me is Dark Ages number four by Tom Taylor and Ivan Coelho. And they're like, there's some really cool stuff in this. So, like, you get X Men pirates, like Nightcrawler, pirate Nightcrawler, super cool. And Excalibur like, days. Yeah. And, like, you know, they, they come up with the whole reasons why, like, oh, these ones are the pirates, you know, like Colossus is there because he can pull up the, you know, the anchor and, you know, Storm's there because she can make the sails go and blah, blah, blah. And so then they get their team together and as they're out, Nick Fury's with them. And what does Tom Taylor do? Kills people. Yep. He kills Nick Fury with, which this is one of the parts that's kind of stupid when you think about it, the ghost Raiders. So it's a bunch of pirate ghost writers, which sounds cool, but it also doesn't make any sense. And they're easily killed and defeated. 
So it's like, oh, okay. But one of their helpers, this is one thing that is pretty neat, is Fin Fang Foom. Fin Fang Foom is ridden by Hank Pym, and they like he guards the ports for him and stuff, and it's pretty neat. But I just get tired of the like of the senseless murders. I just get tired of it. It's just like, oh yeah, you're just doing this to like strum up interest in your book because you know it's like it'd be much more interesting to you know have him not die and you know you have to work around this character not being dead but being injured or something like that like that's harder to write but it's easier just to be like feel something for this dead guy and that to me is it's just lazy every time but like i said cool stuff happens in this book it's enjoyable i'm gonna give it a 6.5 out of 10 because it's still just kind of like eh. all right nightwing 88 written by tom taylor and art by bruno redondo the art is 12 out of 10 but man, I just hate how stupid Dick is in this book. Um, he's gonna do, he's gonna go break the soil, like have a, a soil breaking ceremony for this new uh, housing. Ground breaking. Yes. Well, no, <laughs> he, they specifically use that phrase, which is why that's I said even it. dumber. Um, you know, housing for the homeless youth in the city because. Tom Taylor knows how to fix everything. And Barbara's like, okay, well, me and the dog are going to come as well. And Dick's like, well, I don't think that's a good idea. And Babs is like, okay, well, we're doing it anyways. And he's like, oh, okay. So Dick goes here knowing there's a hit out on him and brings the kids up on stage with him. And Big surprise, there's a shooter on the scene. He learned well from Batman. He has the shields. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, a couple of shooters were hired by Blockbuster to take out Grayson because the whole arc is called Get Grayson. And um, but thankfully, the Titans show up at the last minute. Um and Donna and Corey stop two of the shooters and Flash is there to, you know, grab Dick before he gets shot or a child gets shot by one of the other shooters. And then all the Titans show up at uh, Blockbusters and they're like, we're sure you have some alibi as to why you're not tied to these shooters, but we know it was you and you should know that Dick Grayson's under our protection. And then they leave. Uh, but then Wally takes Dick to Mr. Terrific, who helps him develop a new suit that he can wear under his regular clothes so that if another assassination attempt happens, he's good against not only bullets, but now stabby things too. Um, yeah. And then at the end... The guy that like steals hearts from a while back shows up and steals the heart out of one of the shooters that was hired before. And then it says next Superman. So now we're going to get a son of Kal-El Nightwing crossover that everybody's been asking for. Do you understand my frustrations with this book? Yeah, I'm, I'm reading son of Kal-El, so I get it. 
just like, why, why is he writing everyone to be so stupid? Why would Dick Grayson, knowing he has a hit out, bring kids up on stage with them? I know you're making a joke about he learned from Batman, but if we're looking at this like an honest reader, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. Uh, Now here's another question too. Like, it's just kind of like, Oh, why is Dick Grayson friends with the teen Titans to the point where they're going to go out of their way from Titans tower to protect them. It's almost like he's nightwing. Yeah. I mean, that's not a good way of dealing with your secret identity. (laughs) No, because blockbuster is smart enough of a villain nowadays where he's kind of like Kingpin. Like he would put those two together and yeah, maybe does, he will. I don't know. To, does this blockbuster know already? Because I remember in the, you know, like when I was reading Devin Grayson's run, he knew and he was ruining his life for the fun of it, you know? Yeah, I don't think that's the case right now. Um, right. He, and he definitely doesn't know that the mayor is his secret sister. God, why am I reading this? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I'm giving it a three. The three is just for the art. And I feel bad because the art deserves a lot higher than a three. But yeah. when you've got Tom Taylor's stupid writing, that's what you get. What's their time at, man? 30 minutes. Okay, cool. So I'm going to go with uh, Shang-Chi next, despite Jean Luen Yang and Dyke Ruin on the art. And this was the weakest issue of Jean Luen Yang shang chi book so far so you have shang talking you know eating with his mom and then it's like oh there's betraying the the group you know type of thing and it's not the sibling you'd expect and they're attacking and stuff and it's like the reasoning why it's I, in my opinion kind of lame it's just kind of like i saw you were weak but it's like her character her character the sister's characteristics or the siblings, I'm going to say, it never was like, oh, we. this seems like it's going to happen. You know, it's like they were happy where they were before. And then, like, they weren't even sure if they wanted to join up with Shang to begin with. And then, like, now all of a sudden they're like, no, nah, I'm evil this whole time. You know, that type of thing. It just didn't work, in my opinion. Maybe someone else is reading this like, no, it was actually, this makes perfect sense. Casey, you're just a knucklehead. And I'm like, well, fair enough. But yeah, <laughs> so... It didn't work for me in that spot. The art in it's really good. But yeah, like I said, I was a little let down with this. I'm going to say it's probably a 5.5. Like he's passing, but yeah. like by the skin of his teeth. Maybe the lowest Shang-Chi score ever on this show. I know. Lowest Gene Wen Yang score for sure. Yeah. I've, I've just got our mutuals. Okay. Don't worry, Gene. I know you're listening and we still love you. Please come on our show. Yeah. <laughs> or just like hang out. Like we don't even have to do the show. We could just hang out with you and talk. Yeah. But uh, so next up is Hulk number three with by Donnie Cates and Ryan Otley. Love the art. This series is weird. Um, basically, like it's kind of somehow Hulk went through this, like is in this other reality with this other Bruce Banner. He's still the big old mech Hulk type of thing. And yeah, we get alternate reality banner, and the world that he's in is not a very good one. 
and he's going to be in this world for probably two to three more issues. I'm interested. Uh, second issue is like still the best issue of this series so far, but this one was still pretty good. I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. Fun fact. I saw today that those issues of number three are selling for about $16 on eBay. Must be like, cause there's a, I'm, I'm guessing like a first appearance or something like, cause it's the alternate reality, Bruce, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. So what I hear, would you, I mean, this is spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Apparently one of the characters in the book is going to be Hulk's version of null. That makes, I mean, I didn't know that, but that makes sense now. Cause there's like a shadowy Hulk type thing. So like, I didn't know what that was. I mean, it's like there's a lot of trauma in Bruce's mind. So I was like, I mean, this could just be people are bored this week and need a reason to jack a regular price book through the roof. So who knows if that's even going to happen? See, that's what's really stupid, too, though, with this is like um, Al Ewing, because he already had something like the darker side of him. And that was the Devil Hulk. And Al Ewing kind of ruined that, in my opinion. Some people really liked, you know. The, that stuff i really didn't and i remember reading the devil hulk and that was like the worst part of the hulk you know, like the most evil clearly because his name's the devil he was like a big serpent monster and all of these other hulk personas had to help take him down and then like it ended up being bruce had to like make amends with the savage hulk and then that's how they beat him you know because like he, savage hulk didn't want anything to do with them type of thing and then like ali Ewing's like he's actually a good guy <laughs> and so that was one of the reasons why i didn't like immortal hulk but like they could have done something with you know since this is all inside hulk's head you know this series with the devil hulk would have been really neat and since now with this you know shadowy guy i don't know what they're doing i'm still interested though yeah okay so devil's reign uh x-men by gary duggan and phil noto the art's really good but there's some inconsistencies here and the one i'm gonna highlight it's something that was actually brought up online first and like first off i don't like that devil's reign is i mean i guess he's like the type like you know u.s agents the type of guy that's going to follow orders you know but like he's just literally a villain like that's you know what he is in devil's reign and i'm like i don't like that that's pretty goofy like he 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 seen you know seemingly should have enough sense that oh working for kingpin on the thunderbolts is the bad guy thing but whatever but the uh like there's one part when the the thunderbolts show up and like okay you have to answer me this rogue is talking to rhino and she's like what are you doing rhino you look ridiculous over there remy gonna be very disappointed does remy and rhino do they have like a history not that I know of. Okay, because like, <laughs> I, I mean, mean I didn't know. I, I didn't know if like in one of the night in the Gambit series they would have like crossed paths or something. Because I figured you'd know since you read all of the Gambit series. Yeah, I mean, but there there's plenty of X Men stuff that could have gone down yeah. that I don't know about. But this is the inconsistency that really bothers me. So Taskmaster is right next to uh, Wolverine, Laura Wolverine, and he goes, "I fought the original Wolverine." but not this pretender. And she's like, oh, dude, I'm not, I'm so not interested. And first off, Laura sounds stupid. But secondly, they have fought in all new Wolverine number one. (laughs) So it's like the guy that can remember everything. That's his power 
is like, who's this? <laughs> so that was pretty dumb. Maybe and she like, beat him so badly that he like, it was my, beaten out of him. My my thought is maybe it's like uh, her. I think it's Gabby is the like her clone, you know, Laura's clone. So maybe Gabby's just dressed up like Wolverine. And he, like Task is the only one that could pick up on it. It's like I don't know who this is. I fought the real one. Right. I think her name was Laura. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I wasn't super hot on this. Like the story itself is kind of good. Like Gary Duggan is a good writer. It's just like that kind of annoyed me. It's like I shouldn't know more than you do as far as this, you know. But yeah, it's perfectly fine the way they kind of like go about messing up kingpin's plans was pretty funny and i'm interested in seeing where it happens next but it's probably a 6.5 out of 10 this one i wasn't as hot on because it didn't it made a lot less sense and this is devil's reign superior four number one we uh we we need to pick up the pace as well maybe we're gonna make our time yeah by zach thompson and david tinto and basically there's these different versions of the doc ox there one's a ghost rider one's a hulk one's a wolverine and one's a regular doc ox but it's like, oh, yeah, no, they're like Bruce. Like, it starts off making you think, oh, it's like Bruce, you know, it's Otto Bruce and Otto, you know, Logan and Otto Blaze and all this other stuff. But then it's like, no, no, they're, he's just villains that became the more superior version. Like, they, they kind of lead you to believe both. And I'm like, that's dumb. But, yeah, so I'm not overly interested in this, but we do get a dr Otto doom at the end, which I'm like, that's pretty cool looking. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm probably out of probably on a five with that one wasn't super into it so really quick i'll let you talk but what order do you want to do this in um let's do bloodstone maze book primordial uh vampires blue and gold catwoman daredevil thing for silk the night okay i think i'm almost there so you said after catwoman the thing uh sure thing daredevil okay and thor silk and night yeah okie dokie i'll let you start buddy all right, so we've got Death of Doctor Strange, Bloodstone, uh, number one. It's written by Teeny Howard and Aguara. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I didn't think it was very good. No, I, same. Um, everybody was written so poorly. I, I couldn't care less what happens to anybody in this book. Elsa is just a dick in this, and so is her brother. Didn't like any of it. Art was pretty good. This is like a two out of ten for me. Really disappointed. Yeah, I was let down. I think Elsa's a cool character. I think I don't think she's written too out of character because she's always kind of a jerk. But just I wasn't too interested in this. Um, I'm gonna go three point five out of ten. All right. Okay, so next up is Primordial by Jeff Lemire and Andre Sorrentino on the art. Uh, I loved it. Did you like it? I did. It was great. Um, absolutely heartbreaking. Yep. I I like. I was very upset when I finished it but that didn't stop me from giving it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a nine just because of how sad I am. <laughs> yeah. Like it broke my heart, but I was like, I loved it. <laughs> All right. Next we've got maze book number five by Jeff Lemire. 
Casey, what did you think? Loved it. Another one. It's like I read this one too. And I was another one of those ones where I'm like, yeah, I really, really love this. Did you like it? I did. Um, again, kind of sad, but you know, it, it wrapped up very well. I'm at a 9.5. The one down, the one part I didn't like was the whole Minotaur thing. Like I thought that was kind of like a kind of just out there. They kind of mm-hmm. put it in and then really didn't go anywhere in my opinion. Yeah. Other than that, absolutely love this series as a whole. So like the series as a whole, probably like a 9.5 also. You should really be reading it. Yeah, I would give it a nine as well. One of one of the best image books I've read in a while. Okay, so next up it's DC versus Vampires, and this is written by James Tynan and Matthew Rosenberg with uh, Otto Schmidt doing the old art stuff. What about what what did you think about this, man? Uh I'm still liking it. It's a shame that uh well, we'll just talk spoilers. It's a shame that Zatanna was turned. Um, and then obviously at the end, Wonder Woman was too, but I do really like some of the character interactions like between Jaina and Batman. Um, I, I'm in it, you know, I like it. Yep. I have a lot of, a lot of things I hated though. Like first off, Hal Jordan should not be able to, even I don't care if he's got vampire add-ons, should not be able to pierce, uh, Wonder Woman's skin. Secondly, if Zatanna is a vampire and they keep their powers, why hasn't she just said, you know something backwards to make everyone stop moving so the vampires can eat them or so, like reversed her vampirism <laughs> wouldn't want to you know they're they're baddies now so like i thought right. some of it was and it was really stupid it kind of annoyed me character writing was fine but like just the trying to shoe in vampires and like this would work better with a marvel book versus dc where these guys are just too tough so yeah, yeah i'm like probably out of four for it oh really oh yeah. man I'm, I'm still like i'm gonna give it a seven I'm hoping I like the next issue. Yeah. Uh, okay, then we got Blue and Gold, number five. It's written by Dan Jurgens and art by Ryan Sook. Casey, we got a lot of tasty Rip Hunter this issue. What do you think of that? Okay, so I have one question for you. Just like if it's, I don't know if it's my colorblindness or just the way this works, but on like the Rip Hunter dialogue, I can't read that to save my life because the oh, way really? the red is with the other color in there. Like I'm having, I had so much trouble trying to read that. Did you have any issue? Uh, I didn't, but okay. Well, dang. One of us has a disability, so I know I need to get one of those placards for my Jeep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I liked it. I liked seeing Rip in there. Um, I didn't like that he got Jedi mind tricked, though. Yeah, same. I think that's kind of a, I don't know, just an easy out sort of thing. Also. I, I'm getting a little wore out by the the background like stream chat. I, I've been worn out since issue one. <laughs> well, it's finally getting to me, but I will say I liked it when the two gals yes. met each other. That was fun. That was hilarious. Um, but yeah, I thought this was fine. Like it's nothing that, you know, I think this is a book made by a, you know, like a for sure Booster Gold and Blue Beetle fan for booster gold and blue beetle fans so it's like it's hitting where it needs to yeah um for me it's 7.5 out of 10 yeah i think i'm about a 6.5 on it okay so catwoman 39 by teeny howard and where is the art at you know the art off the top of your head uh no i don't all right well i'm trying to find it this is one of the few oh, 
um it's really King good Howard and nico lian on the art and the art is great and i'll add oh duh i was like i'm gonna add the colors jordy belair on the colors so no wonder it it's great yeah <laughs> what did you think though um i liked most of it i think oh man how i don't know how to say it so, some of the dialogue's a little cringy for me but uh but overall, like I think it's it's neat for the new creative team. I'm willing to give it another issue. But if, if I'm not like loving it by the next one, I may drop it. Yeah, I I didn't like it. First off, I hate that they're like, oh, now the crime bosses of Gotham are meeting. Where like I know Penguin kind of got arrested last time, but it's like Penguin should be here. We're getting these people that are all new characters that you know they made up for this. It's like I mean, one, they're like one of them, they're connecting to the Falcone crime family, but it's like, really, you're going to just kind of toss these new characters in, say they're like the head of the crimes. And then we get this guy that looks like a that villain looks like ghost maker. I was going to say like a like he looks like a ghost maker, but like anime fight. Yeah, it's just like I'm anime ghost maker. Uh, but seriously, if they just said I'm ghost maker, I, I'd be like, oh, I thought for yeah, sure, okay. I thought for sure it was at yeah. first. But so I thought that was lame. I, I'm really not feeling it. And it's another one of those books where I was like, I'm reading too much stuff for not to love this. <laughs> like, yeah, it just like, I think Teeny Howard watched a bunch of anime and then was like, I'm going to make this into my Catwoman book. And for you, who is a hardcore anime boy and like, I'm anime boy curious. So <laughs> it's, just, it's it just doesn't work as you know like it doesn't work as well for me personally so yeah i'm probably at a 4.5 okay i'm at a 5.5 all right so next up is i i guess we were going to do the thing next but you don't have that so I'll... yeah go ahead okay so I'll walter mosley and tom riley on the thing so this is part three did you like this one not really i thought the pacing was crazy weird in it um and it really took me out of it like it jumped all over the place. Yeah. I mean, like the fight, this uh, Tom Riley's art is fantastic and seeing champion fight the thing was a lot of fun. And that was really cool. But then like about after that and, you know, like, that, I don't know, that, that was kind of odd. And then like, you know, you, the thing and her hooking up was and then like the dude just decided oh, i'm gonna fight you know champion like i'm gonna fight him right off the bat like her thing deciding that right off the bat it was kind of weird and also the i think the kid's weird yeah <laughs> the fact that he's just hanging out there and then the lady knows she's like oh he knows how to handle that don't worry about and I it i feel like i feel like thing would be like no nah, you shouldn't be in here but he's yeah. like well he knows well i mean in all fairness he wants to you know be an avalanche still but uh and then like the end like thing is very it seems to be very like he was watching the uh video so like does he know that the the pixie lady kind of set him up like is that what's you know what's going on at like what's because he seems pretty upset i mean i don't know this is like the weakest issue so far like it started off like up here and it's just been kind of slowly going more and more I'm going to be at a 7.5 for this issue i still really like it. i still think the art's fantastic and seeing champion be used as like an actual threat again and just having them fight is pretty dang cool i still want that issue where they actually fight and like you know i don't remember what comic it is but like 
that one's one of those ones where I'm like, oh, I want that annual. <laughs> uh, the art is good. It's the only thing giving it the grade that it's getting, which is a four out of ten. Not a fan. Dang. Next, we've got Daredevil Woman Without Fear number one, written by Chip Zdarsky and art done by Raphael De La Torre. And I liked this one. The art mm-hmm. was cool. Uh, I liked, I just liked the little adventure she's going on. Uh, everything about it was cool to me. Yeah, no, I, I don't really have any complaints. Um, Zdarsky writes Electra so well. I, like yeah it's just super cool he gets the character i like this just i liked it all like i don't have any real complaints for you know for it and i'm so excited for the next issue yeah the final page was amazing but just electra daredevil has been given the coolest costume we've seen in a very long time it's the coolest thing ever i I mean it's like you take electra who's a cool looking character you take the Daredevil costume, which is a cool-looking costume. You toss in Marco Cicchetto, who is just and a scarf. Yeah, it's like you can't. <laughs> he can't make someone look not cool. Yeah. And then it's just like the perfect storm of awesomeness. <laughs> yeah. So that that one's getting a nine for me. Uh, it was one of the better ones this week. I'm giving it a ten. Also, I'm pretty fast and loose with my tens, but. Um, it's just, it was super good. I don't have any complaints and I'm excited. It leaves me excited. Like it's not, I wouldn't say it's as good as primordial was to me, but it's still like, it's a different type of good. The only reason it's not getting a perfect 10 is because I, it seemed like she was very set on her mission. And then she's like, I'll go to coffee with this guy I met in college. You know, it's just I like, mean, but it, aren't you on an important mission? I get it though, because she's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, she didn't really know who she was looking for. And it was also like, you know, you get back in this place and you see a familiar face. It's like, yeah, you know, I get why Electra, you know, at times Electra wouldn't do that, but I could also see her doing that. All right. Okay. So Thor number 20 by Donnie Cates and Nick Klein. Uh, it's the God of Hammers, but you could also say it the God of Daddy Issues. What did you think of this issue? <laughs> uh, it was all right. I mean, I you know I don't like them killing off all the dwarves already. Um, and then I don't know how I feel about Mjolnir at the end. Like, Mjolnir should be trapped inside that Uru. And if she's not, then why isn't she? I want the explanation. Yeah, it's not like it was a bad issue. It's just uh, it wasn't as freaking crazy amazing as some of the past issues have been. Yeah, see, I thought it was kind of a bad issue, if I'm being honest. It's just like it's it's just Thor going like, ah, Dad, I'm the boss now, and he's like, ah, you're a baby, and he's like, hey, I'll, (laughs) you better kneel for me, and he's like, I won't, and then you know they just are, it's just them, and then he's like, son, and then they get interrupted, like he's about to you know have his big breakthrough because you know he got yelled at very harshly, and he's like, son, I'm sorry, you know he's about (laughs) to, but he just didn't, he didn't get that chance, and then it turns out it's like the God of Hammers. Mjolnir, you know, it's just like, oh, gosh, like this. Come on, come yeah. on. So yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm still gonna stick around, but this is just a letdown for me. I'm, I'm probably at a three. Hate to say it. 
Yeah, I'm out of five. Art kept me in it. It was real good. Yeah. Now, hopefully, we're about on the same page on these last two books, and we end on a strong note, but we'll see. I mean, for sure, Silk. (laughs) Really? You want to save that for last, then? Yeah, let's save that for last, then. Okay, we've got Batman the Night by Chip Zdarsky, and art is done by Carmine Di Giandomenico. What didn't you like about this? Like, I mean, I hate like these stories where they're like, oh, Bruce is younger and he's doing stuff. It's just it's like you really have to be bringing it really hard for me to be like, oh, wow, this is actually really cool. And this one didn't really bring much like. It's just like, oh, yeah, you got Bruce acting like, you know, being a kind of a jerk, but not really a jerk to these you know, like he's like torturing this bully, which is like it's kind of funny, but it's also like if I was that girl and I noticed he was doing that, I would report him because it's like that steps away from bringing a gun to school for a normal person, you know? So it's just, and then like he's doing all of his, you know, his fight club stuff and then he gets taken by the cops and then he's like, oh, excuse me, officers, some of these cops are dirty. And then just laugh at him and it's just like, <laughs> And then he's also like Bruce is also like I want to be a cop. And then the, his friend that will never you know matter after after this series is like, well, actually, you know it. You can't be a cop. You're billionaire Bruce Wayne. You know, so it's just like uh, I don't know. Maybe I, it just didn't quite work for me. What What did you like about it, man? Um, I think that this is kind of like a time period in Bruce's life that we, we haven't really seen too much of, you know, um, like we've seen him like going off to explore the world and him like the first year or two after losing his parents. But this is like in between that, which I thought was kind of interesting. And I, I just think it leaves for lots of room for development. Like clearly Alfred is like not having his crap either and that'll lead to some neat character moments that i trust zadarsky to deliver on and i thought the art was good and i I just thought it was a good start oh man i will say this maybe i'm just alfred starved but zadarsky writing alfred is pretty outstanding like he did such a good job with that yeah but that also might just be because i'm just hungry for some alfred (laughs) yeah well i'm i'm at an eight i enjoyed it quite a bit I'm at probably like a six, like a low six. But we got Silk. And this is Emily Kim and Takisha Miyazawa on the art. And yeah, man. Like, I mean, I kind of already spoiled it. I liked it. Did you like it? I'm assuming so. I did like it. I thought it was great. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you're the type of person that wants to read a Spider-Man book, but you don't want to, you know, go every single week. This is the book for you because <laughs> it's like she does. She's very, you know, she's funny. She like the only thing I didn't like. And this is like honest to God. I, you're not supposed to. It's the writer did a good job with it. But that douchebag that she saves, that's like saying like just all of like the douchiest things that I hate. Yeah. And you know, he's like, it's lit that's cap you know like all that stuff it's just like oh that's great um and i I just love seeing jonah in this the story itself was really cool it's crazy that she gets sucked into paranormal stuff 
more than like spider-man it's like man you think she's just like begging for like a mugger you know <laughs> i know right but they, i think that's why i like it so much though because you know i'm into that sort of stuff yeah and you know again a cool freaking costume i love the costume i, I was thinking about this so i want you to you to see if you agree people are gonna figure out that she's silk because like there's been times where i've gone out covid times mask up and they're like hey casey i'm like how do they know it's me <laughs> yeah no i feel you it i mean she's just i don't know it's like the 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 midwestern middle age white dude mask where they just got that thing that they pull up here right that's what she's wearing it's just a red one of those and that i mean it sure does look cool but yeah i totally agree i mean it's like clark wearing glasses though right it's stupid yeah but i mean a little bit different though because like clark would always like you know he'd be like more mousy you know mousy like that's how you're supposed to like how originally he's like yeah, Lois, uh, you know, maybe we could uh, go to dinner sometime. She's like, what? It's like, oh, no, nothing. You know, like that, you know, because like <laughs> right. that was like the great thing with like the Christopher, like the, I've never seen those movies all the way through like recently. Like that, there's that scene where like he's like, oh, but, hey, hey, Lois, uh, you know, and then like he had just dropped her off as Superman and then he's like, Lois, you know, he's like completely <laughs> changes. And it's so perfect. Right. Yeah, so. I don't know. I, I like this. I like the sort of mythology background that we get for the museum pieces that sort of come to life. It's like Night at the Museum, but with death. But, yeah, but kind of <laughs> deadly. So I, I'm here for Silk and Night at the Museum. Um, and I'm going to yeah. say this. Silk has fastly become one of my favorite female superheroes. She is super cool, super relatable, super likable. I mean, like, you, if you listen to this and you're like, I don't know about Silk, but I did listen to them about Jessica Cruz. So I'm going to give this Silk a try. You'll like Silk. Mm-hmm, for She's sure. Great. This one gets a 9 out of 10. I'm going to go 9.5. The only reason why I didn't give a 10 is because if Silk would have let that guy die, would have been a 10. But she's a hero <laughs> and she doesn't do that. Fair enough. And I cannot believe that we kept it under our hour for all of those books. Right. What was the, what was the time at? We we had five minutes. Wow. Yeah. That's nice. Oh, man. So what books are you excited for next week? Because it's another big week. It is. It is. Um, I'm going to go with Task Force Z because that has just been good every time I've read it. I know, I know the number. Do we have to share the the one that we're both most excited for in that saga? Even even though I've been more excited about it because I've been reading. Yes, it yes, yes. <laughs> sure, you can have it. Um, and then finally, I'll say, ah, uh, did I say Wonder Girl? No. Then Wonder Girl. All right, so for me, it's going to be Death of Doctor Strange, Action Comics, and of course, Saga. I mean, it's just Saga is like my favorite comic book. I've waited like two years for this issue to come out. So three, okay, three years. It's been too long. I wonder what Hazel's up to. I'm excited. We know it's going to end on a cliffhanger. You know, you know, it's probably going to end with, it's going to start with tears probably. Yeah. Okay. So 
to finish up on the Fantastic Four, my sister, she gave birth to her second daughter, uh, I think yesterday, or she came home today. But I was just thinking, if you had a kid, give me four, you know, like four names that you would give it that has to be superhero or a supervillain name. So you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to name it Clark. You can be like, I'm going to name it Superman. <laughs> oh, it has to be the hero name? Yes. We have to make this more interesting. Um, well, here's here's one that I've heard a couple of times, and that's Flash. Okay. Um, fun fact, friend of the show, Brian Atkins, his son mm-hmm. is nicknamed Flash, like he calls him Flash. Um, so that one, I, you know, is just sort of like normalized for me and I could go with that. Um, gosh, dude, this is a doozy. <laughs> I mean, get as stupid as you want, man. It doesn't matter. Right, fine. Condiment King. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, doom because it's kind of powerful. There you go. And I'm then go with Thor. No, that one's too obvious. Um, yeah, you had a. We also had a, you know, classmate named that. <laughs> that is true. We did. Oof. Um. Gosh, I don't know. I don't know the last one. The lizard. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I would include the. Yeah, the of course. Lizard. Of course. Your so turn. Like, I'll go Robin because I mean. There you go. That one's an easy one. And then I'll go uh, Hercules because that's a sweet name. (laughs) And then Puck, which I could see Puck being like a real kid's name. I mean, not like a good name, but it could be a name. He plays hockey and that's his nickname. He scores a lot of goals. He's short. You know, he's he's uh, he actually loves basketball. Canadian hates hockey. It's weird. (laughs) (laughs) um and then the last one i'm just gonna say uh since he took one with the in it because that's just like you you know that'd be great but i'm gonna go with martian manhunter <laughs> martian manhunter morse <laughs> martian manhunter jacob dilly morse because i'm gonna give his middle name will be your name because we're Fantastic. friends like that right of course <laughs> I just have to get the okay with the old lady for that one. I'm sure she, oh yeah, she'll love it. I'll just make sure she's still hopped up on all the, uh, the, the drugging medicine, you know? And then (laughs) (laughs) I was like, writing this down. (laughs) Oh boy. That was a zany one this week. All right. But that does bring us to the end of the episode. We made it. Uh, if you guys would go to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast and give the page a like, you can also follow us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at two worlds pod. You can email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com. And you can also find us on YouTube. That is two worlds podcast on YouTube. And please review us five stars wherever you're listening to this. We would really appreciate it. And when you're listening right now on YouTube, just, I don't know, give us some uh, better name ideas. Oh, maybe like Sasquatch. There, there's another one, you know, from the <laughs> from the Alpha Flight. Um, but yeah, just give us some more fun superhero names that you'd name your kids. See if you're a better parent than us. But we'd love to stay in chat. 
but you know, I got <laughs> I gotta go fight Apollo. Adrian! Bye guys. Bye.